Hey everyone, I'm Maria Sansone and welcome to Mom to Mom, the podcast. I've got issues. I'm sure you've got issues. She's got issues. Yes, my friends, today we are talking about our issues. We are airing out our dirty laundry. <laughs> today I am talking to one of the OG mommy bloggers, truly a pioneer in this space. She is a woman who gave new moms permission to not be so perfect, to be sarcastic, to swear every now and then. She speaks my language. I'm talking about Jill Smokler, otherwise known as the Scary Mommy. I'm sure you've seen Scary Mommy by now on Instagram or the internet. Jill is a New York Times bestselling author. She's an entrepreneur. She's a podcast host. And she is the mom of three kids. And I am so excited to dive into her new project called She's Got Issues, where she picks up right where Scary Mommy left off. Only now she has teenage kids. She's now divorced. We're going to talk about um, how she learned that her spouse was gay and, you know, the aftermath of that, how she wound up leaving Scary Mommy and pivoting into something completely different. So nothing is off the table. Such a great conversation. I'm so excited to introduce you to Jill Smokler. I am so thrilled. We have we speak the same language if we curse way too much. So I'm already comfortable here. And I will not today. I'm going to be very careful. Well, right. This is an interesting situation because we're a podcast, but we're also on linear TV. So we have to like toe that line. But you be you and I think we've got a we've got a button for that or something. Okay. Um, okay, so let's oh, there's so much to talk about with you, but let's kind of take it back to the beginning. I want to talk about Scary Mommy because that's how a lot of us knew you. Um, so kind of take us back to those early days. From what I understand, you kind of created this space, you know, this blog, because you kind of didn't know where you stood as a mom. You were in kind of a new place. And it was an outlet for you that turned into so much more. Yeah, it did. And it really came out of my need because I didn't have my community, my tribe, and I was so desperate to find them that I ended up creating my own and, you know, other people's too, which is so satisfying and I love. But yeah, Scary Mommy started as a mommy blog and um, it was very innocent. My son named it in a very haphazard way when he referred to me as Scary Mommy when he was calling everything scary. <laughs> um, so it was very accidental the way it sort of came up, but then um, turned into much more. Yeah. And I was I was listening to your podcast and I thought it was interesting because we're Boston based that there was a Boston connection there uh, in the very early days of Scary Mommy. Can you tell us about the perfect picture? Because I think it really kind of sums up what Scary Mommy was all about. <laughs> That was one of my favorite posts. I was visiting, I'm from Swampscott, um, and I was visiting my dad and my stepmom, <clears throat> and I was determined to get a picture of my three children smiling. That was it. My, my expectations were not that high, but I just wanted a picture with all three kids. And I tried so hard that week. If if one kid was scowling, then it, the rest of them were good. If one kid was yawning, then one was off. You know, it was always impossible. And I had the best backdrops, you know, Marblehead and Swampscott and Salem. And it was just made to be perfection. And I had the worst pictures and I was so frustrated. And on the very last night, it we were in, um, 
Marblehead and it was beautiful. The light was perfect. And I just felt so defeated that I hadn't taken my pictures. And I just wasn't even on the phone. Didn't even, it was a camera back then. Didn't even have, wasn't prepared for the camera. And I just sort of took a picture without focusing it, without anything. And it ended up being the best picture. The kids all looked angelic. It was that magic light hour. Everything was perfect, except I didn't notice until I looked rather closely that my youngest child was not wearing pants. Um, You'll have that. Yeah, it was very memorable. I put a little um, smiley face sticker on it, and it's one of my favorite pictures. Did you put it above the mantle? I feel like it belongs there. Quite above the mantle, but I put it on the fridge for a long time. I might need to graduate there because it always made me laugh. By the way, love Swamp Scott. Like, I live in Marblehead. I'm a Marbleheader. Oh, you are. So I'm always there. That's where my Whole Foods is. That's where my liquor store is. Okay. So, like, that's very. Talk about that later. (laughs) Very, very important. Yeah, we'll have to exchange notes. Um, So, tell us how Scary Mommy then went from just kind of like blogging as an outlet to a major business, and for someone who says they're not really a business person, what was that evolution like for you? It must have been very exciting, but overwhelming, I would think. It was. It was thrilling. The first couple of years were amazing, and it was the the height of mommy blog. It wasn't really the height, but it was the beginning of the real mommy bloggers, and it... Um, it just, it just really resonated with people. And like I said, it was the tribe I was missing. It was the place where I would, when I was, when the kids were making me crazy and I just wanted to hide in the closet. Instead, I had scary mommy and I vented there. I had a confessional that was anonymous that I confessed in as well. Um, It was just the place that I turned to for all things motherhood. Kind of reminds me of Julie and Julia a little bit, where mm-hmm. you really had no expectation or anything. You were just kind of doing the thing. And that's when the most beautiful things happen is when it's organic. Um, exactly. Cut to, uh, how many years later was it that you were asked to sell the company? I sold the company after about seven, seven. eight years, seven and a half years, and then Two years later, I walked away entirely from it. Wow. This time in your life that, you know, from what I've heard in your podcast and read and everything, it was like a really traumatic time for you. You're going through a divorce. You've got three kids. You sold your company, thought it was going to be this amazing thing, signed on for a little bit, and then ended up being like, I'm I'm out. And then your family was changing too. Everything was changing at once. It was like a perfect storm. Um, And I really... Yeah, it was everything happened at once. I sold it to a company that ended up reselling it after I left. So it's really unrecognizable to the website that that I held so near and dear. Um, But yeah, Scary Mommy really became to a degree what it became because I really didn't want to go back to work full time. And I was determined to find a way to, to stay home and do graphic design. And I did Scary Mommy on the side and then Scary Mommy became lucrative and that's when everything changed. You know, when you bring money into it, everything mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. And I, so I, I sold it really impulsively because I was just, I felt like I was at rock bottom and I, I was faced with a choice that either I would 
really get some help, get investors or just get rid of it. And at the time I just felt like, ah, like I'm going so crazy. I will just get rid of it. And, you know, just step away from it entirely. Um, or, you know, I had a two-year contract. Um, so it, that was very weird because it started out, I always called it my fourth baby mm-hmm. and it was really hard to put it in other people's control, especially when they were men mm-hmm. who really don't get motherhood. So right. that was a big challenge. That must've been tough. So, so much has changed since then. Like you've seen the industry take all these different turns and now there's so much mommy content. We have Mm -hmm. TikTok, which didn't even exist. Like when you started the blog, Facebook wasn't even as big as it was at the time. So you've seen so many changes. I'm just curious what you think of what's happening right now with mommy content. You know, my initial impulse is sort of a little bit of disappointment that it's taken this um, fat, this turn where everybody is an influencer, everybody is just sort of doing it for the camera, for social media. Um, yeah, that's disappointing to see. But then I have to remind myself that I started out one person doing a blog and it became what it became because I worked so hard. And you know, these people are working hard in a different way. So I'm, you know, I cut them a little slack, but yeah, it it does feel like everybody's an influencer right now. It is the wild, wild West. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there's some really great stuff out there, but there's like, it's kind of needle in a haystack, right? You've got to like dig through everything to find it. Hey, I want to let you know about this amazing initiative that we are doing with supporting our schools. It's our year-round donation and supply drive. We deliver hundreds and thousands of dollars in supplies to schools in need all across New England. Our partners at Donors Choose have identified some specific projects that you can help fund. So please help us out. And to learn more, go to NBCBoston.com schools. She's got issues. So tell us about your issues. You've been telling the world on, on your oh podcast. Which I've been enjoying, by so the way. Many. Oh, yay. That makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah, I have a plethora of issues, and we've only touched the very surface. Um, but She's Got Issues is just about everything that women are facing sort of post the scary mommy phase. When you don't have the little kids anymore, you're in that sandwich generation, possibly. It's everything is just... You know, it's different than it was. And I didn't like similarly to Scary Mommy, I didn't find resources that really resonated with me as a middle-aged Gen Xer. Um, <clears throat> so so we created it. And you really go there. I mean, you always have, but I think like with this podcast, you're talking about everything from bipolar disorder to grief, um, driving in. I listened to the episode where you were talking to another woman whose partner, whose husband also came out um, Mm -hmm. when they were married. So is there anything that you were nervous to share after all these years? I was nervous to share everything after all of these years because once you've stepped away, it's really hard to jump back into it and put yourself out there again. But talking about the intimate stuff has never bothered me. I don't really feel like mental health and sex and um, grief, they're not, they're so relatable that it doesn't feel taboo to me. So it it has always felt very natural to tackle. It is a huge step. 
you know, to, to say that, you know, you don't feel like bipolar is taboo. I mean, if you think back five, 10 <clears> years ago, I think people like you are changing the conversation when it comes to the stigma around mental health. So that has to feel amazing. Yeah, well, I hadn't really thought of it that way. So now that you said it, it does. Thank it's 100% true. So how, how are you? Like, how are you today? I'm good. Um, I'm not wonderful, but when I'm wonderful, it's worrisome. So I'm good. And it's always a dance of, of maintaining the good without getting the great and then tipping over from like the, to the excellent, which is when I go manic. Yeah, so it's okay. a very careful dance that I'm treading. And this is all new to me. I was diagnosed a couple of years ago um, after everything fell apart. Um, I was on Zoloft and started steroids and the combination apparently just sort of brought this on. Um, so I'm still getting used to it and it's, it's not easy to navigate, but you know, it's every day is a challenge, but today is good. And good is good is great. Good is great. Yeah. Because, um, it's gotta be so difficult, like dealing with all of the different roller coaster of emotions. So having this information now being diagnosed later in life, do you kind of look back at everything that happened before through a different prism? A hundred percent. Scary mommy would never have succeeded were I not an insomniac. Did I, did I not manipulate my sleep so that I knew if I skipped two nights, I would get really wired. And I didn't know it was mania, but I just knew wow. I had this fire that just, I would, I felt like everything was genius and it wasn't, it's not all, but there's such good stuff in it, which is what's so difficult about mania because it's, it feels so good when you're in it that you just don't want it to stop. And then, but you pay for it with the down because there's never an up without a down that comes after. And the crash is so hard and it makes the mania so not worth it. Yeah, well, when I was looking into your story and I saw that when you were starting Scary Mommy, you were blogging every single day. And I thought, oh, that's exhausting. Like that takes a certain yeah. type of person, I feel like it, it seems like a lot. It wasn't because it was an outlet for me. And it was also, I wasn't writing, you know, essays with 5,000 words. I was essentially writing long Instagram, you know, posts. It, we didn't have that back then, but it was a picture and then I'd write the words to go with it. Um, so it felt really simple back then. And it, allowed me to view things with much more of a sense of humor than I otherwise yeah. would have, I think, because I knew I could laugh at it and then other people could laugh at it. So it felt like even if everything's a disaster, it's okay. Do you have any tips or tricks or techniques for navigating the social media world? Um, whether you have mental health issues or not, it can be a very worrisome space and it can make people feel insecure and all kinds of different depressed. I think that there's actual science-based evidence that it can make people depressed. So how do you navigate that? Because this is your world. This is your business. Yeah, it's funny you ask because it's not something that I feel like I can give advice on because I'm still trying to navigate it. Mm -hmm. When the kids were little. I felt like everything was generic and I could share everything about them. It was all in the open. Um, but social media has definitely changed that. Um, you know, my kids, I would never write about them now. Um, I would never put them out 
in their, <clears throat> as teenagers, the issues that they're dealing with, I would not share that with the world. Um, and I think social media has changed that. The tone is so different. Um, you know, people can hide behind anonymity and it just brings out a horrible side of them. Um, so it's hard. I don't, I don't like social media these days and it's a necessary evil, but I have not pushed myself out there as much as I need to at all. I'm terrible at self-promotion and I hate social media. So, <laughs> so much. It's not the best combo. And my daughter, so my daughter, my oldest is in third grade and she's already, I want a phone and I want this and I want to go on TikTok oh. and I want a YouTube. I'm like, no, she's like, but you're on there all day. I said, right. And I have a problem. I'm addicted. Exactly. I'm exactly. not okay. She's like, there, you said it. You're addicted to it. I said, yes, it's meant to be addictive. And yes, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I can't stop and I don't want this to happen to you. So do as I say and not as I do in this category. A hundred percent. And, but it's so hard because you're constantly on the phone constantly. and it's, it's so hard to detach yourself and from I, it. I feel terrible. I feel like the kids are going to know the top of my head and <laughs> it, it just like makes me so sad. Um, so speaking of the kids, you, you have teenagers now. So what are the challenges that I'm in for? <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> well, if you've ever thought it's hard now, then just wait because the saying little people, little problems, yep. big people, big problems is so true. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it starts around 13 with moodiness and they resent you a little bit and you're no longer someone that they just want to spend time with. Um, and then it gets really hard because I feel really, I go through stages with my kids where I feel really distant from them. Um, and then they come around and then I'll feel distant again. Um, but they're their own people. It's, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they, it was much easier when they weren't and I could sort of dictate their friends and where they were and all that stuff. But Life 360 is a godsend because you can track your kids and know <clears throat> where they are, what speed they're driving, all that stuff. So I'm a little neurotic about that, I which don't I don't know what that is yet. It's like a tracking device that you can use oh. to track kids essentially um my kids use it on me because i'm such a homebody they'll be like mom you haven't left the house in seven days we can see that on oh, life no. 360 you need to leave like that's not the way it's supposed to work kids wait that um, is actually making me sweaty like having to think about <laughs> sorry Hey, have you subscribed for the Hubbub newsletter yet? It is full of recipes, behind the scenes scoop, exclusive content that you're not going to see anywhere else, not even on the show. So go to NBCBoston.com newsletter, drop your email, and you'll receive our newsletter every Wednesday. We were talking about your kids. Um, I imagine now that they're teenagers, they're teaching you a lot of different things. Oh yeah. Uh, patience, forgiveness. <laughs> Some harder than others. Um, yeah, but also, you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff too. I'm just having trouble mustering it up right now, but I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to, I'm going to make a list of positive things about having teenagers <laughs> and I'll send it to you. It might not be long, but I'll try <laughs> just a, a nice short list about what I'm in for <laughs> would be great. Um, all right. I want to talk about your new project. So we talked a lot about scary mommy, but that's, that's then. And this is now, now it's, she's got issues. So um, tell us about what this is. I know there's a podcast component because I've been binging on that and it's really great stuff. And also a magazine thing that's going to be yes. coming out. So tell us all about it. 
Yes, it's so fun. So the podcast is completely new to me. Um, I been resistant to podcasts before. I don't know why. Um, it's really fun. It's fun to just talk and see where, you know, what direction the conversation takes. It's nice not to be on video and have to worry about how you look. Um, it's fun. The magazine part is what I'm really excited about. My When I was a child, I all I wanted to be was a magazine editor. And I used to make little magazines throughout different points of my life um, that sort of documented them. And the fact that I get to do it now as a job is so fun. So we're pulling together. Um, and it's a little bit like it was building Scary Mommy with essays and lists and, you know, photos and all that stuff. Um, but it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it. Is there a scary component to this after what happened before? <laughs> well, it's all scary because by the time you've reached middle age, you've seen it, you know, you've seen a lot, you've been yeah. scared already. Um, but I think you're also, it's a different stage because I look ahead, my kids are going to be out of the house so soon. Um, life after, I don't know what life is like without being a mother. I've been a mother for 20 years. Um, so rediscovering that next stage and doing it with people in that same, you know, stage of life. Yeah. Your dreams should always be scary. Like if we're doing things that are easy, then we're not pushing ourselves hard enough. So that is a good point. Totally yeah. true. Um, all right. From one podcaster to another, I feel like since starting this show, I have gotten so much smarter on so many different topics because we cover so much and I just sit and I listen and I, surprisingly absorb a lot of these conversations. Um, so what has been your your favorite thing to talk about or favorite episode or where you learn the most? Oh, favorite episode. Um, I learned a lot in the episode I did with um, Kristen who, Kelly, who has the gay spouse as well, because that's something that really is not prevalent. And it was really nice to talk to someone who had been through a similar experience. And I found a lot of camaraderie and comfort in that. I listened to that. That was so good. And mm -hmm. I think a lot more people deal with it than we realize. Yes, this is very true. And there's so few resources when you are dealing with it to find other people who are in that same you know, group. Um, but yeah, it's definitely common. So once again... Our what? kids are fully accepting of, of, you know, different sexualities. And, you know, I don't think that would happen in this generation, which is, that's really something nice. It is. And once again, you're a pioneer in talking about that. So and, uh, something else to be proud of. Um, I knew we were going to run out of time because there are so many different places to go with you. So Joe, please let everyone know where they can follow along with everything that you're doing now. They can follow along at She's Got Issues on Instagram, the podcast. I'm Jill Smokler on Instagram. I need to start posting more. Um, but really, just the podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, just search She's Got Issues and that'll be me. No stress. You don't have to post more. You're already doing enough. You're good. You're good. Thank no, just you. go take I'm going to hear that voice in my head. Thank you. Thank yes, you. You're fine. I'm here to tell you because Scary Mommy told me for so long, you're good. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Mom to Mom. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Just a reminder, if you are in the New England area, you can watch Mom to Mom, the TV show, on Mondays at 1130 a.m. on NBC10 Boston. And as always, you can binge all of our episodes of Mom to Mom wherever you find your podcasts. All you have to do is type in Mom to Mom with Maria Sansom. 
And that's it for me. You can find me in the meantime on Instagram and all the socials at Maria Sansone. And you can find our show at The Hub Today. That's a wrap. I'll see you next week right here on Mom to Mom. <laughs>